Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. And on this episode, we are talking about what exactly, Ezra? Rugrats, because the new show is coming out soon. Yeah, like many other shows from the 90s or even earlier, the Rugrats is getting a new show uh, this month, really. And uh, it's uh, one that we are familiar with from our childhoods. Yep. And so we thought we would talk about it. But before we do, let's go ahead and answer last week's trivia question, which was, what classic video game villain was originally going to appear in Wreck-It Ralph, but was ultimately cut? That was Dr. Willy, who's Mega Man's arch enemy. Yeah, and he was supposed to appear in the, like, the counseling session with all the other major villains. Yeah, and the Badanon that had an in that memorable scene in the film with other classic video game bad guys, but he was cut from the final version of the film for some reason. Yeah, I and I wonder if part of that's because obviously there are copyright issues because a lot of these these characters were from existing video games, and uh, I wonder if they, they were just running to issues where they couldn't get permission to use that character. Yeah, and good question why he was cut from the film. Okay, so stick around to the end of the episode for a new question. For now, we have a word of the day. It's time for word of the day. New words you can say. New words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. It's time for word of the day. New words you can say. New words for your rhymes and for your wordplay. By the time you leave this video, you'll be smarter than you was before. So Ezra, what is today's word of the day. Slice of life. That is describes a depiction of mundane experiences in art and entertainment, referring to naturalism, narrative technique, events in a character. Just like their day-to-day -day life. It's not necessarily, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a special day or that anything particularly remarkable has is happening on that day or anything like that. Another animated show I know, which is a slice of light, which is also slice of life, is the long-running animated show Arthur on PBS Kids is also... Right. I think a lot of children's shows are kind of slice of life. A lot of animated shows are like that, where it's just like, here is a random day, here is a random thing that has happened, and here how the characters respond. Another reason, of course, that we are talking about Slice of Life is that Rugrats very much fits that mold or that genre. Yes, it's one of the genres of this show we're going to talk about in our latest episode. On that note, why don't we get started with our feature presentation? Rugrats was one of the very first Nicktoons that Nickelodeon produced. In 1991. Yeah, and it's definitely one of its most well-known, although it was slightly controversial for some families. I know that when I was a kid, I knew of friends and classmates who were not allowed to watch the show as a kid. Interesting, huh? One of the reasons why I remember, um, it's kind of almost silly now, but one of the reasons is that that I heard at least was that 
so all the characters are babies and they kind of talk with baby talk. And I think some parents were like concerned that that would have, I don't know, a, a negative effect on the development of their children. That was one reason I heard. I don't know how accurate that is because that seems just kind of silly to me. But yeah, I guess it's just like, Obviously, because they're babies, there's a lot of potty humor that maybe that's another reason why parents weren't so keen on the show. That's I see what you're saying, though. But now let's talk about what we remember about the show and the other things you remember, like the like the movies and the spinoffs it received. Right. Which we've actually talked about at least one of the spinoffs or rather, I guess, one of the specials. Yeah, we'll, we'll give minor mentions of that and one of the films. So why don't you get us started, Ezra? What do you remember about this show watching it as a kid? It was had it focused on a baby or toddler's point of view. Like the main character was Tommy, I remember. Right, Tommy Pickles. <laughs> yes, I remember who was the central main character in that show. He's um Stuart and Dee Dee's son. And I'll just note this now because this is something we'll be talking about, but Tommy and his family are Jewish, which is unique in the sense that leads that there are, I mean, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but there are very few animated shows that have Jewish characters at all, let alone majority of the major characters to be Jewish. I see. Yeah, interesting. In Tommy, I know his best friend was Chucky, I remember. Who was the coward of... The group of friends. Yes, like compared to Tommy, who's brave, Chucky's the one who's kind of cowardly and has a lot of fears. And then there's the twins, Phil and Lil. Phil's the boy and Lil's the girl who live next door. And then the antagonist of the fr of the franchise, Angelica. Yeah, although I, I almost feel reluctant to tag her as the antagonist. Obviously, she's the one that's most... Uh... I guess, confrontational. And hostile, especially toward Tommy and his friends. Right. But she's not, like, a villain character. And sometimes, you know, she, like, she plays with Tommy and the others. It's just that she's a little bit older, a little bit more bossy. She's also Tommy's cousin. She does have a positive, kind, and friendly side of herself, though. Yeah, which is why, even though she might... She might sometimes play the role of the antagonist in some episodes. I think her character is a little more nuanced than that. She's not always the bad guy. She's just a little hostile. <laughs> yeah. Then don't forget Susie, who was also one of Tommy's neighbors as well as one of his as well as one of his best friends. Then there's Dill. Dill is Tommy's uh, baby brother. Right. Who, unlike the other characters is the only one who doesn't speak uh, like he he he's a baby so he doesn't speak english he he just kind of babbles and then spike spike the the dog who's tommy Stu, and dd's Dee dog so you have a an ensemble cast they get up to all sorts of antics on any given episode are there any episodes that you remember in particular Ezra, or any moments that you remember? I remember when when Spike the dog got lost and Chucky, Tommy, and his family go out to look go out looking for him. Or, for instance, another episode where Tommy and his friends are at the mall and they find a turtle. Yeah. 
Or an, or episode also when Rugrats find their hero, Reptar, their dinosaur-like <laughs> hero. Right, who's based uh, a parody, really, of Godzilla. Uh, at least when I was a kid, I enjoyed the episodes with Reptar because those seem to be the ones with the where the kid's imagination kind of took over. And, and so you saw the, the sequences with Reptar, like blowing things up, that sort of thing. And that was always fun to watch. Yep, I remember... Then there's the adult characters we haven't talked about yet. Um, Stuart Pickles, Tommy's dad, and his wife, Dee Dee, short for Diane, who's Tommy's mom. And then there's Grandpa Lou, Tommy's grandpa. They appear in most episodes. And then there's Charlotte, Angelica's mom. And there's Chucky Chaz Finster Sr., Chucky's dad. It's interesting because a lot of the times the babies are kind of acting on their own and the parents are kind of off in the background doing their own yeah. thing or having their own subplots and that sort of thing and it's and i think that was a fun aspect of the show as a kid yeah obviously watching the antics of these babies getting up to no good or just figuring out life but also just like they had the chance to go off on their own and discover things about the world yeah, on their own terms that certainly not new. I think that's that's a common thing in shows that have kids as the main protagonists is that they often have their own adventures. But I think that Rugrats in particular has probably the youngest kids with literal babies. Like all the characters are in diapers and that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. Obviously, yes. I remember also Chucky's mother, Melinda Finster, who sadly um, passed away. One of the it's one of the dark moments of the show. Yeah, like other shows, they don't steer from darker, heavier plots. It kind of reminds me of like some Simpsons episodes, right? Or for instance, some episodes even of shows for the preschool audience like Sesame Street had that. Right, exactly. So I think that in some ways, like much like Sesame Street, Rugrats served as a valuable way to to teach some lessons to kids about whether whether it's more on the sillier side or stuff on the heavier side of things. I get it. Yes, only this show, even though it had babies, was not a show made for the very youngest audience. <laughs> no, definitely definitely a little more little more mature, I guess, despite the immaturity of its main protagonists. Yes, and then Rugrats got a few movies like in 1990, its first film was in 1998 called The Rugrats Movie, which came out around Thanksgiving of 1998, I remember. And then a couple years later, which we've talked about before, Rugrats in Paris, the movie, when the Rugrats go to Paris. And then the third one was a crossover with another Nickelodeon show, The Rugrats Go Wild, which which was a crossover with another hit animated show, The Wild Thornberries. And on that note, as you mentioned, this was one of the first and most popular of the Nickelodeon animated shows. I wondered if you could talk about, like, were there other shows that seemed to have been inspired by Rugrats? Possibly, maybe, the animated film The Boss Baby, which is getting a sequel later this year, <laughs> and we'll, may have gotten some inspiration from that. I think another one, uh, especially the character of Angelica, reminds me of a character from the show Hey Arnold, which was another Nickelodeon you mean Helga? They were similar kind of characters, bossy, 
antagonistic characters, especially towards the main characters, even though they definitely had a softer side to them that they rarely <laughs> showed. And in a lot of ways, it felt like Kate Arnold was a grown-up version of Rugrats. Hmm, I can see what you mean, yes. But also, Rugrats, I know, did get a sequel show that had older versions of the characters called All Grown Up. That's funny. Where there were now tweens and preteens and teenagers, in, like in middle school and high school. And it had them years later now as older kids. And it had new adventures of them older like, they're the same familiar characters, only they're slightly more mature as well than they were in the original show. Which is kind of funny, because we've talked a lot about other shows where they have spinoffs that show younger versions of the characters, right? Looney Tunes has one. Like Muppet, Muppet Babies. Exactly. That's a good example. Sesame Street has, has a similar thing. But this was one case. I mean, you couldn't really go much younger with these characters, so it only made sense to show them more grown up. I get it, yes. There was also Rugrats show that was made for the preschool audience that had only four episodes that was on from, that was a miniseries called Rugrats Preschool Days. That apparently, since it was made for the preschool audience, I don't think necessarily had any of the dark or even scary moments that the regular show, the regular main show had. Yes, I cannot imagine that would be the case. Also, Rugrats was made by Klasky Chupo. They also produced Wild Thornberries, as well as Rocket Power. And they also did the first 13 episodes of The Simpsons in its first season. Oh, wow. So yeah, uh, so like I mentioned earlier, and something I want to discuss with you, Ezra, obviously this show had a lot of Jewish characters in it influence of judaism within certain plots obviously i think the the obvious examples are like the passover special or the hanukkah special that they did and there some have been some episodes that were that were direct-to-video films that were retellings of fairy tales one was a retelling of snow white and another was three jacks and a beanstalk which was a retelling of jack and the beanstalk which were released in 2005 and 6 i remember but I want to get back to the, the point about the Judaism within the show. I'm just curious if you had any thoughts about that, what that meant to you as a yeah, kid. I thought it was good to inform those who were non-Jewish and weren't familiar with Hanukkah and Passover, only familiar with Christmas and Easter. Yeah, I was going to say, as a kid, obviously, I might have known other Jewish kids or other Jewish families, but I wasn't as privy to Jewish traditions, Jewish holidays. Rugrats was my first introduction to those sort of things. I see. Interesting. Yeah. And I remember it had some really fun characters and moments and scenes that I think personally enjoyable for the whole family. And on that note, as you mentioned, a new show is coming out. Can you tell us when the show is coming out? On May 27th. And this time it'll be entirely computer animated. Yeah. Uh, the old Rugrats was traditionally animated for the most part. I know, yes. And Nancy Cartwright is is the new voice of Chucky in the show, replacing um, Christine Kavanaugh, who passed away in 2014. And for some of you, Nancy Cartwright might be a familiar name. Most famous for being the voice of Bart Simpson, and she's done other things too. So it's going to be interesting to see how the new show updates, or doesn't update, the formula for Rugrats and how it brings that whole franchise into 
the modern era of animation. And should hopefully be enjoyable for a new younger generation of audiences. Indeed. Same with the new Animaniacs that came out months ago and some other older shows that have gotten reboots. Indeed. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your time. If you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash animation and beyond. In the meantime, we have a trivia question for Mesra. What is Angelica's favorite toy, Cynthia, supposed to be a parody of? So if you know the answer, give us a shout on Facebook or send us a message at animationandbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye! See you later! (laughs) 